Podcast. We're so indoctrinated from a young age to perceive magic as not just something that's outside of us, but something that is just what you see in the movies, just what you read in books, just what you hear about in fairy tales. But the most divine truth is that you are born from born with and born to express magic all the time. And one of the ways that we do that is through our ability to manifest our heart's desire. Welcome beautiful souls to season three of the Cosmic Love Antenna with your host, Harrison Ma. I invite you on a mystical voyage from the intellect to the soul, delving deep into the mysteries of love's spiritual essence and its divine unfolding. This podcast celebrates the peeling back of heart layers, revealing beautiful, profound lessons, interviews with loving spiritual seekers, and practices and tools to open up your heart to love's infinite wisdom. I'm so excited to have you and grateful that our hearts have connected. Enjoy the show. Good evening, morning, afternoon, magical beings. Welcome back to the show and welcome back to a beautiful divine new year happy 2024 and happy season three of the cosmic love antenna such an honor such a pleasure to be here with you today and i have so much on my heart as always to share with you a lot of beautiful teachings on the topic at hand which i'll get to in a second but i want to start with some love for all of you tuning in either on the podcast today or live on Facebook, YouTube. I see your beautiful faces and spirits as always. For the new listeners joining the podcast today, welcome. It's nice to connect to you. If you're new to the Cosmic Love Antenna, you have a lot of beautiful episodes to catch up on. But today's intention, as always here on the broadcast, is to really dive deeper into your spiritual heart space and unravel, unwind and explain some mystical teachings to help you spread your divine light, your divine love with the world. And today's topic is connected to that as always, but particularly connected to a beautiful adventure I recently went on in the land that is India. And on this podcast journey today, I'm going to be sharing 10 spiritual lessons that I gained from my voyage that can help you in your life to not just spiritually connect and increase your spiritual devotion at large in general, but as always here on the show, open your heart, connect into your loving radiance and all of the way. So stick around to the end, soak up all of the practical spiritual tips and tools here on the show today. If this does hit your heart, share it out with a friend, a family member, a lover, and leave your comments, your feedback over on Spotify and Apple in reviews as always to help me build more episodes and shows just for you. All right, let's get into it. I want to welcome all the beautiful souls joining on Facebook Live here today. Welcome, Katie. Welcome, Tina. Welcome, Mum. I see you there. <laughs> If you are joining live on Facebook and YouTube, leave your comments in the comment section and I will add your voice as always. 
So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into today's theme, the 10 beautiful spiritual lessons from the land that is India for people that may not be following me on social media or have been uh, disconnected from my updates. A quick summary, quick update. I have just recently got back from a beautiful overseas, overseas adventure in India and a lot came through. And many of what came through was a lot of teachings and lessons around love, around deeper openings to what it means to be a spiritual being having a human experience. And those teachings are profound. Those teachings don't require you to go to India, which is why I'm sharing with you them all today, why I'm sharing with my heart with you today. They don't require you to go to India. Well, there are specific spaces and places in the world that activate you in very unique ways, India being one of them. What they are activating is always there. And those are the teachings that I'm expressing here today. So spiritual teaching number one from my adventure in India is simply put, everything is always okay. Everything is always okay. What do I mean by this? I often find myself getting lost in a lot of stories and beliefs that this human experience, this play that we're all a part of, this classroom that we're all getting to shine our light through is difficult, should be a struggle, should be something we need to work hard for and gain the results from. And while there are pieces of truth in some of those stories, the biggest divine truth, in my opinion, and this is really what India helped me to see in many ways, is that underneath everything is a frequency and a baseline of bliss, a baseline of ease, a baseline of enoughness, a baseline of okayness, a baseline of beauty. And when we give ourselves the space, we give ourselves the opportunity to be held and surrender and release into this enoughness, this bliss, this love, I would say, then suddenly our moment-by-moment moment struggles, challenges, pains, suffering can be soothed and healed and moved through with compassion, with grace, with ease. Right, maybe you're tuning in today, you're listening, and you're like me, you've been in situations where it feels like, it appears like, that everything is just too hot, that everything is so difficult that you might as well give up, right? I've been there in a few different experiences in India, getting sick, for example, running into certain people, being alone, feeling scared. I went through those stories, went through those beliefs. But it's in these moments we're given an opportunity, we're given a choice. And that choice, in many ways, is to let go, is to surrender, 
And when I say let go and surrender, I don't mean give up. When I say surrender and let go, I don't mean allow a, as an example, a perpetrator, an abuser, a person to have their way with you, right? As a very specific example. What I am saying is we surrender and we accept and we let go into this idea, this understanding, this teaching that under it all is a baseline of okayness, is a baseline of worthiness, enoughness, I would even say power. And this power is innate. This power is in us all the time. But we must choose to embody it. We must choose to channel it, have it channel through us. And these situations in which things get really difficult are gateways and chances to allow that okayness through. So this is really a big teaching here. Where in your life can you use these moments of suffering, these pain teachers I would describe them as, to allow this okayness, this power through? Welcome, Chelsea. Welcome, Sheila. Welcome, Robin, Billy, in the Facebook community. I see you there. All right, next up, next teaching here from the beautiful land of India and the experiences that I got through it. Spiritual teaching number two is speaking your stories sets you free. Speaking your stories sets you free. Such a powerful teaching. So if you are a regular listener of the show, you've, you've, you've gone back and you've tuned into some uh, older episodes. I've spent a lot of time speaking about beliefs and the stories that we create in our mind that we keep ourselves locked in, limiting beliefs. And just to summarize quickly for new listeners, people tuning in, I would classify a story as a belief, a way of thinking that either we have, that we have created individually or we've taken on from the outside world and thus accepted as our only reality. What I'm describing here in this teaching is the power of sharing your stories through your voice and its magical ability to be able to break free from said story that is keeping you in limitation. What do I mean by this? What are examples? So I had many experiences while in India with a lot of beautiful people, souls, connections, in which I was able to, in their loving space that they created for me, to share a current story, belief, a way of thinking with them, not for them to judge, not for them to analyze, not for them to you know, give any sort of critique, but purely for the sake of bringing extra awareness to that story. Because how many times have you listening, for all the people listening, tuning in today, how many times have you been caught up in a story and accepted it as the only reality without even testing it? An example would be, I am unworthy. I am unlovable. I am not enough. I am not good looking. I am 
I can never get a better job. I can never get a better partner. I can never manifest X. We stay in these stories thinking that they are the reality. When in reality, not, not only are they not the reality, but just like you have the power to create this negative story, this negative space of limitation, you have just as much, if not more potential, more creative love energy inside of you to create a more expansive story, a more expansive reality. And when we speak these stories in the vicinity of someone else, a friend, a family member, a lover, the speaking of that story gives you an opportunity to become aware of it and thus help you break free from it. So this is really the practical teaching, the lesson here today. Just speaking the story that you think is the only way of being is the solution to helping you become free of it. So many times while, again, in India, I was either traveling with someone or eating with someone or just connecting with someone and had a story coming up that I was projecting onto them. Maybe it was a fear I had around them, a, a doubt, an insecurity, internally thinking, feeling like this is true. This is the only truth. And then in that same moment, sharing with that person that story and their reaction, their response, and thus the conversation after that, not only was the story not real, but the possibility of other reality suddenly became blasted into my awareness. So this is really the teaching here. Speaking, sharing the thoughts, sharing the beliefs, sharing the stories that you think are the only way of being is the step you need to break free from them. And it only takes one moment, one expression to shift your entire world. Because remember, and I say this for everyone listening, just to hear this so clearly, you are the most powerful person in your reality. You create your reality with your words, with your actions, with your creative expression. So if you can become aware of that creative expression, you can create a new reality through the power that you already are. Welcome, Maureen. Welcome, Michelle, in the Facebook community. Again, if you're joining live today, you have any questions that come up during this podcast session, please add them in as we flow. Okay, next up, next teaching here, spiritual teaching and lesson from India, from my adventures in India that you can apply into your life today. Number three is there is a language of the world. There is a language of the world that transcends actual local languages, actual languages that such as Hindi, such as English, such as you know, Spanish, 
There is a language of the world that we all speak from our soul that if we feel, we tune in, we open our hearts to, we can all understand. So during my adventure, I had the experience of rereading a very powerful resource and book that I would recommend everyone tuning in today at least have a gander at, and it is the book The Alchemist. And The Alchemist speaks of this phenomena, the language of the world, the language of the, the soul, the world, the soul, the soul of the world. And this is very evident when you go to a country like India. Many different languages exist in India other than Hindi and English. And being an English speaker, it can be difficult, as you can imagine, to navigate and move through different experiences in the country, having that boundary. But on so many occasions, I had the beautiful pleasure of sitting down with either locals or other foreigners that spoke other languages and intentionally and intuitively opening my heart with them and starting to feel their emotion, their feelings, their intention, their agenda, their expression beyond language, beyond languages that we know. And obviously there are many ways that we could break this down as to why this is the case, but I'll make it very simple. And how I view this and understand this myself is we all come from the same source. We all come from the same divine spark, divine power. And then as we branch out from that unique, we branch out from that oneness to become a unique expression. We gain these different characteristics, but that connection to the oneness, that connection to that same source is always there, always inside of us, specifically always inside of our beautiful hearts. So when we step into a environment with the intention of wanting to connect purely, wanting to connect from a space of love, from a space of compassion, from a space of wanting to understand, we can open to receive the language that that other person speaks that goes beyond any intellectual understanding of the differences between the languages that we speak. We can learn to understand them at a feeling, emotional, sensory, energetic, intuitive level. And there are no intellectual words that can stop this. So today, where can you learn to open your heart and receive the language of the world, receive the language that we all speak, that we all speak with our hearts, that we all speak from our deep space of love? Where can you learn to listen and feel that and connect to someone beyond any intellectual separation? Tina, I love Paolo. I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Paolo 
Coelho, I think that's how you pronounce it. I have the book on my shelf. I've not read it yet. I would definitely recommend you read it, Tina. It's a, a beautiful adventure <laughs> in itself. Don't need to go to India to go on an adventure with that book. And welcome, Lily, to the chat. Okay, next up here, for all the people tuning in on Facebook and YouTube, I hope this is bringing you some value. Again, if you have comments, questions that flow up, add them in as we go. If you're tuning in on the podcast player today, I appreciate your beautiful energy, your frequency. It is gaining, giving, gaining value from this. If you're gaining insight and perspective as always, remember you can support the show by sharing this with someone that you think can also gain value. Number four here, number the fourth spiritual teaching that I had the pleasure of receiving and really diving deeper into on my India adventure recently is the power of your terrain. The power of your terrain. What do I mean by this? So this is a podcast episode in itself, and I'm going to and I very I'm going to try very hard here to really condense this down into some smaller yet uh, very understandable bite-sized bits of this teaching. The your terrain, what I refer to as your terrain, is your internal system of health. Basically, your terrain is everything that makes up your way of health in this world through a mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical perspective. That is your terrain. And your terrain dictates how vital or non-vital you are. There are two perspectives in the world at the moment around how we get sick, right? There's germ theory and terrain theory. Germ theory is there is something outside of me that can come and get me. And no matter how vital I currently feel, how strong my terrain is, I will still get sick. That's germ theory. Terrain theory is no matter what's happening outside of me, if my terrain is strong, if my physical habits, my emotional habits, my mental habits, my spiritual habits are uh, up to par and I'm mindful of all these things, my terrain is very healthy, there are no holes, and I am secure despite what is happening externally. Right. So again, another way to describe it, you are the most powerful person in your reality, the power lies within, and nothing outside of you has power over you unless you make the choice to give it that power. So this teaching is something I speak about a lot in many of my different episodes from many different angles. But it was really highlighted for me in India because as you could imagine, beautiful listener, the India environment is very hazardous to your terrain. And I say that with love, right? because it is a very overpopulated country with a lot of environmental challenges. The food, the food is wonderful, it's very tasty, but also uh, a lot of challenges come when eating the food in terms of getting sick from food, all these things. And during my adventure, I became very aware of how one's terrain is so important to be mindful of when moving through the world and how 
you can start to modulate and empower your internal terrain to help you start to cleanse and release and to heal yourself. Right? So as an example in my India experience, there were a few times in which I was in certain places, eating, eating certain things, interacting with certain people, and would spend the next couple of days very moving through a cleansing pro process, moving through a quote-unquote sick process of my body physically, emotionally, mentally, because I was not mindful of what I was taking in and holding on to. So the teaching here is a reminder that when it comes to your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, you have all the power. But when we start to give that power away through the choices we make, right? i.e. eating certain things, i.e. taking in other people's emotional energetics, i.e. thinking certain limiting beliefs, i.e. not keeping up with our spiritual practices, our terrain starts to get holes in it. And we start to move through a sickness. We start to move through a cleansing process. But you are powerful. You have all of the potential creation inside of you. And just like your terrain can get holes and you can become sick, you can just as easily repair those holes, bring your terrain back into homeostasis and come back to that beautiful balance of vitality that we all deserve to move through. Thank you, Lily, for your beautiful words. Good to see you and hear you, hear you back. It's good to read your words too, Lily. Thank you for dropping in. Number five, spiritual teaching here that I want to share with all of you today from my recent adventure in India is the understanding of belief versus God. This, the understanding and the teaching of belief versus God. For new listeners of the show today or new followers to me in general, I released a video on Facebook and on Instagram describing this teaching of belief versus God. And what I meant by this, and I'll go into it here now, is the realization that I came to within India that was cemented that there is a difference between holding a belief around a higher power or God and experiencing God as an embodiment. A belief around God versus experiencing God as an embodiment. What I mean by this is that we could hold a belief around connecting to God. So for example, if, and I talked about this in my live video, if I go to a temple in India, in certain temples, if I am not crossing my legs and my legs are out straight, especially if my, my feet facing a certain temple, then this is seen as a, as a strike against certain principles within that belief system. And it's a strike in many ways because within that belief system, it's seen as a separation or a way in which you cannot connect to God. And this is troublesome and problematic in my perspective. And this is really where the crux of the teaching lies. Because for many people, while there are a lot of powerful 
religious belief systems out there and teachings within all of the world denominations and and faiths one could fall under the illusion that you need to follow these belief systems to get to god and if not you are separate from god you will not make it to god you will not connect to your higher power you will not be i would say go to the extent of you won't be worthy of receiving this connection and this is really where i put an underline in the verse belief first god not only do you have a higher power a god this divine source inside of your heart infinitely always but there was never never anything that you needed to do to be enough to be worthy to fulfill the receiving of this power and this is often where we can go astray when taking on a particular belief system it doesn't matter where it's from i got the opportunity to experience a lot of different perspectives within india and i got to see examples of this separation but it applies to every single one there are many systems out there that will work for you that will empower you to connect to god that will help you feel god moving through you but there are just as many belief systems that we can remove that will also empower you that will also help you connect to god that will also remind you of the power that you are so this is the teaching you are a beautiful transforming piece of consciousness developing throughout your lifetime and the piece of magical consciousness that you are will always require a new type of medicine to connect deeper into this power of god divine infinite source that already exists within you throughout your life and sometimes it may be a belief system that falls under a buddhist perspective sometimes it might be a belief system that falls under a christian perspective sometimes it might be a belief system that has no religious denomination but no matter what it is what we all must remember is if that belief system resonates or not your connection to god a higher power will never be dependent on it it's only a matter of beautiful awareness mindfulness presence needed to walk you back home to that divine truth next up here number 6 spiritual teaching from the magical land of india that i got to really moved through very recently was the idea of sensual and sexual nourishment sensual and sexual nourishment for people that are new to my show that have haven't followed too much of my journey a quick little summary here i spent a big part of the last uh two or three years covid spent a big part of my journey really in hermit mode and making the choice to go within and not spend too much time going without 
out into the 3D world. And a characteristic of this period of time that I moved through was not much connection to physical people, to physical touch, to sexual connection, to sensual connection. And long story cut short, through my adventures in India, I, what I was reminded of, a spiritual teaching that really came up for me in specific loving, sensual, sexual connections that I was able to move through was just how nourishing a sensual, intimate, loving connection with another person can be for your spirit, for your soul, for the new audience members of this podcast. I've done many episodes on the link between your sexual slash sensual embodiment and God and the divine and your higher power. But it was really this last three months in India that really underlined just how specifically nourishing this sensual, sexual connection can be for all of us. And I say this very mindfully to people tuning in. If you are, if you were like me and maybe in your life at the moment, this kind of intimate, sensual, sexual connection isn't for you for whatever reason. And I really honor that. And I'm really with you holding your hand in that. What I am underlining is that when we do make the choice to invite another person into our heart, and through the physical body, start to connect to them. We have an opportunity not just to really relate on a physical dimension. We have an opportunity to meet God through each other, to meet God, meet the divine, meet higher consciousness through the physical, sensual, sexual act. And this, for our spirit, for our soul, is nourishing. It's nourishing for many, many reasons, but specifically what I want to highlight here and what I experienced in India is it's nourishing because there are many belief systems. Again, there are many ways of viewing the world that have been projected and programmed onto us that sexual, sensual connection is separate from God. Sexual, sensual connection is outside of God. Sexual, sensual connection should be shameful, guilty, if, if explored, particularly outside of certain rules connected to intimate relations, right? So this teaching really was affirmed for me, the teaching of that if you make the choice to sexually and sensually open your body, open your heart, open all of you to another person, that this now becomes another gateway to higher consciousness. This becomes another gateway for you to remember your loving, divine, godly power. Okay. Welcome, Camilla. I see you there, my friend. Thank you for popping into the live. Let's keep it going. Uh, number seven, the seventh spiritual teaching that I'm sharing with all of you today from my recent 
adventures in India that really was highlighted from a lot of the journeys that I took in this beautiful country is the teaching of how powerful being seen in a loving space can be. The power of being seen in a loving container, what this can do for you. So during my uh, adventures in India, I had the pleasure of, of hosting a various different kinds of ceremonies for groups of people from cacao to meditations, to dance, to yoga, to many different kinds of ceremonies. And it was in these ceremonies that this teaching was, was really affirmed and underlined for me of how beautifully capable we are to hold sacred space for someone else to not just speak, to not just move through certain actions, but to be seen in all that they are so they can move through what they need to move through. And I want to make this very clear for all of you tuning in. This is not a Harrison thing. We all have medicine and sacred power inside of us to create a space for another person to be seen, to be held, to be loved, to move through that which is holding them back. This space could be created through our voice. This space could be created through our particular actions. This space could be created through facilitating some kind of guided journey. This space could be created through offering a, a plant medicine. This space could be created through, through offering dance and, and, and movement of some kind. But whatever it is for you, there is nothing stopping you from harnessing this. And whatever limiting belief you're playing in your mind at the moment as you listen to these words, I promise you that belief is an illusion. You already are the medicine. You already have those answers. What is stopping you from seeing it play out is taking the action to offer it to another. And I really got to go a bit deeper into this teaching in India while she held me so I could hold others. So today, again, as you feel these words inside of you, where is the space that you can create for someone to be seen? And finally, remember that the power here isn't one of force. The power here isn't one of building and constructing. These are all side effects. The power here is your love. That's the medicine. The intention of loving on another in the creation of this space, that's the medicine. So if it purely begins with how can I love on this person? How can I love on this group of people? How can I offer them my love? That's where it begins. Welcome, Heather, to the chat. I see you there. All right, a few more here today. Next up, next teaching, spiritual teaching from my movements through the lovely, magical land of India is life can be what you want it to be. Life can be what you want it to be. What do I mean by this? 
in many ways throughout India, I was often mirrored with this teaching of what do I actually want? What do I actually want in my heart? Not what do I think I want? Not what my, my ego and my programming and my beliefs from my parents, from my friends, from my mentors, not what they want. What is it that my heart actually wants? And more specifically, what do I think and feel is stopping me from doing that? And often what was stopping me was this reoccurring belief that I can't do it because I can't do this, continue this adventure in India because I don't have the money. I can't continue this adventure in India because I will be alone. I can't book this bus. I can't record this episode, whatever it is, because dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to be very clear, and this is really the teaching here on this, from what I'm trying to elucidate. Whatever happens after the because, that will always be an illusion. And why is that so? You are infinite. You are made of pure divine creation energy. And put simply what that means is whatever you perceive as the roadblock or the challenge that's stopping you from creating an experience, a moment, a life that you want, the, what that challenge actually is, is you. It is nothing outside of you. It isn't the money. It isn't the lack of time. It isn't the lack of resources. It isn't that person. It isn't that series of past events. It's your willingness to let go or specifically not let go of the limitation that's keeping you small because the most divine truth is you are capable of it all. Your life can be what you want it to be. Your life can be what you want it to be, but it's up to you to open your heart. It's up to you to release the doubt, to release very specifically here, release the biggest fear, the biggest illusion of them all, which is fear that's stopping you from taking that action or stopping you from receiving that abundance or stopping you from channeling that creation energy that will allow you to create what you actually want. And so many times I was reminded of this in India. So many times I was reminded that it, you can have it all. You can have it all because you deserve it all. You can have it all because you are worthy of it all. You can have it all because you are it all. <laughs> like the biggest, the, the deepest layer here. But if you are divine, if you are God, if you are this power internally, so is everything outside of you. So life can be what, what you want it to be because as within, so without. Everything infinite that is you is also everything infinite that is outside of you. And you are inextricably linked to all of it. You're welcome, Heather.
It's reading your comment. Thank you, my lovely. You're so welcome. I'm here to remind you today. Two more here, last two. And this one flows beautifully onto from this last point of you having it all. The next number nine, the ninth spiritual teaching here that you can implement into your life is manifest. You are manifesting all the time. You are manifesting all the time and it can be easy. Your ability to manifest what you want is happening all the time and it can and should be easy. So this directly compounds from life can be what you want it to be. It can be what you want it to be because your ability to manifest is infinite. In India, the amount of times where I would tune into my heart and think of a person I just met or think of a person that I had met a few weeks ago or a month ago. And within a moment of feeling that person in my heart, I would then see them in the physical domain or I would see, they would text me or I'd get a call. The, the amount of times I would tune into a particular type of food, tune into a particular travel experience, tune into a particular type of sleeping experience. And then that thing materialized moments later in the 3D world. I, I lost count. And this is not an India thing. It happened for me in India because I, for whatever reason, was able to release a lot of limitations that I would normally pick up in my quote unquote normal environment. But it wasn't India that holds that magic. That magic is everywhere. What stops us from tuning into this manifesting magic is once again, our ability to believe that it's real, our ability to believe that we're magical, our ability and our receptivity to our own medicine that we can channel through our manifestations. We're so indoctrinated from a young age to perceive magic as not just something that's outside of us, but something that is just what you see in the movies, just what you read in books, just what you hear about in fairy tales. But the most divine truth is that you are born from, born with, and born to express magic all the time. And one of the ways that we do that is through our ability to manifest our, our heart's desire, whether that be a relationship, whether that be food, whether that be housing, whether that be an experience, whatever it is, much like the previous point, you deserve to have it all. And not just you deserve to have it all, it deserves to be easy. Because that is really one of the characteristics of the divine love that we are. It's one of ease, right? It's one of simplicity. It's one of infinite possibility. So in your life today, where can you release these blocks, these limitations, remember that you're magical and make your manifesting easy? And specifically, where can you notice the spaces and places where it's not easy in your life right? Not easy with your relationships, not easy with your finances, not easy with your occupation, your work experiences, and with 
no judgment, with beautiful, loving, objective awareness, observe what is the block that you're placing, right? Because it's you, it's no one else. It's the block that you're placing on this manifestation. And where can you release it? Where can you make the choice to let it go? And then receive. And you don't need to book a plane to India. It may help. Right? It's beautiful, beautiful country. But it's here now. All right. Last, last teaching here today. Hope that today's episode has really activated you. It's so nice to connect back to you today and really start this year off with this, this, this series of magical lessons that have really been really alive in me for the last couple of months. So hope that it's giving you some value. Hope it's hitting your heart as always. If it is, please share this podcast out with a friend, a family member, a lover that you think it can help. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube today, leave some comments on really what's resonating with you most. Uh, Lily, you're saying, yes, manifestation is just causing as a causing result of telepathy. Yeah, that's one way to describe it, that heart's connection of someone that we're feeling into and then manifesting right there. All right, last spiritual teaching here that I was able to pick up and become even more aware of from the magical place that was India is the understanding that we deserve and can have deep love with infinite and open freedom, deep love. And specifically what I mean here is within relationships, deep, intimate love within our relationships and not all and have the freedom to adventure, the freedom to explore, the freedom to go off on our own if we desire it. So what am I, let's break this down, what I mean by this. I held the belief for many years in my dating world, in my relationship world, that the go-to type of relationship structure was one where you got into a monogamous relationship, then you got married, and then you were married till death do us part, and that was the life path. And I will be very aware and loving with my words and say that if that is your belief system and that is the life that you are living, all the love to you. And I respect exactly where you're at. And I'm here today to share that there are other ways of experiencing loving, intimate connection with another person in a relationship. And that is really what I'm highlighting here and what we can all sort of tap into. I wrote a poem a few months ago describing called, describing and called, I can't put my love in a box. And what that poem describes is the divine love that you are made of, that is within you, does not know belief systems, does not know polyamory versus monogamy versus marriage versus non-marriage versus all of these wonderful structures and types of relating that we place 
our intimate love into. And why this is important to understand is because much like our health, much like our connection to spirit, much like many things in our life, our connection to our the love in our relationships, the love with our intimate partners, it's always in flux. It's always shifting and evolving and expanding and moving. Because of this, we can open our hearts to the teaching here, the understanding here, that if you wish to intimately, deeply, one-on-one, connect to another person, dive into all the layers of love with them, go into their soul, do all of the beautiful relating that you deserve to experience. If you decide to want that and do that, you can have that. And what you can also have is the freedom to explore life outside of that simultaneously. Right? Because much again, much like in my previous example of marriage and and that life path of monogamy and death to us part, we can hold a lot of fear around connecting to someone deeply, one-on-one, but hold fear around also then being free to explore an adventure if we desire it. And we fear that if we want that freedom or feel that freedom in our hearts, that we're bad, that we're wrong, especially in relation to that person, especially in relation to our family that sees us in that dynamic. But the teaching here is that you can have it all, is that you are it all, that your love has no box. And if you wish to live a life of beautiful monogamy, with marriage and that beautiful type of relating, beautiful. If you wish to live a life where you never get married, where you're infant, you're always single, connecting in beautiful ways, you deserve to have that, beautiful. If you deserve to have a life, if you wish to have a life where you open your heart to several people and travel the world and explore and invite them in, you can have that. There is no parameters here. Your intimate love can be free, can be deep to all the extents in which you desire it to be. And once again, which has been a theme of the show today, the only limitation on any of that is the limitations that you think you need to place, that you think most likely because other people have told you to think, most likely because other groups of people, other belief systems, other communities, other sources of power outside of you have told you to think, and thus you've placed it on your heart. But it's time, dear soul, to allow the chains, the shackles, the limitations covering your heart to be removed so you can love, you can connect, and you can be as free, as deeply, and as openly as you wish to be. And that was a very profound teaching that I really got to 
really experience while on my adventures in India. And I hope it really resonated with you today. All the beautiful comments are coming through. Tina, you're saying, I'm in a relationship with myself for the first time in adulthood. So much is resonating with me today. Ah, oh, so beautiful, Tina. Happy it's connecting. Jen, love this discussion on love and the infinite spectrum of possibilities to be explored. Thank you for illuminating them, my beautiful friend. You're welcome, Jen. Good to see you. Good to connect to you. Beautiful beings, I hope today's conversation really helped you expand in, into some teachings. Uh, Tina, you're asking, I hope you briefly repeat each one of these lessons. So I'm gonna, I'll repeat them for you here now, uh, just as I finish. So the 10 spiritual lessons that I got from my experience in India recent, recently was one, everything is always okay. Two, speaking your stories or speaking your limiting beliefs sets you free. Number three, there is a language of the world that we can all learn to feel and connect to. Number four, your powerful inner terrain. Number five, there is a distinction between belief versus God. Number six, the teaching around sexual and sensual nourishment. Number seven, the power of being seen in loving space, or specifically the power that you have to help others be seen in loving space. Number eight, life can be what you want it to be. Number nine, we are manifesting all the time and it can be easy. And number 10, the balance and the openness of deep, intimate love and freedom. We can have it all. All right, beautiful souls. Let me know today which lesson, which teaching connected with you the most. You can leave it in reviews on Spotify and Apple or in the comment section on Facebook and YouTube. I am so excited about this year, 2024. I have some more episodes coming up soon. I have some more exciting announcements coming in the very close future. So stay up to date on the podcast, stay up to date on my social media channels. But either way, I want you to know that you are so loved, you are so seen, that you are a beautiful soul of infinite power and infinite light. And until next time here on the show, I send you so much deep love from my heart to yours. I'll see you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown!
On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid.